0: Let's open the Word of God to Psalm 8, the 8th Psalm. The book of James, chapter 5, tells us that when our hearts are merry, sing psalms, and we'll sing one after I read it to you, Psalm 8. This psalm, you might read through it and not think that it's a messianic psalm. A messianic psalm means it's a psalm about the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. I read it to you, O Lord, our Lord. How excellent is Thy name in all the earth! Who has set Thy glory above the heavens? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast Thou ordained strength, because of Thine enemies, that Thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider Thy heavens, the work of Thy fingers. all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Amen Amen. Amen and amen. I love the exclamation points in the word of God, which come to us, via our translators who understand the emphasis that was put upon some of these ejaculatory statements of praise to our God. It begins and ends with, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. This God is so excellent that he created the stars with his fingers. When he finger paints, he makes stars that dwarf our sun. Because he is the Lord, our Lord, and his name is excellent in the earth, and his name is the Lord Jehovah. Jehovah is the name of our God. Jehovah is a special four consonants of the Hebrew language pointed up for European languages with vowels from other names of God to refer to his ultimate name, I am that I am. Now in this short psalm, In verse 2 it says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. That was fulfilled in Matthew chapter 21 and the other gospel accounts of when Jesus, shortly before his death, told his apostles to go into the city and they would find an ass there with a colt and they should just untie it and start walking away with it. And when they were asked, what in the world are you doing stealing that? They were to say, the master hath need of it. And everything would be just fine. And so they brought an ass and the colt of an ass for the Lord Jesus Christ to ride on. And as he entered into Jerusalem, the people tore down branches and laid in his path. They tore off their clothes and laid in his path. And they cried out, Hosanna! Hosanna to the son of David! Hosanna to the king of Israel! Hosanna means, save now. Save now, I pray thee. Save now. Because their Savior was entering the city of Jerusalem. And the Pharisees said, Jesus of Nazareth, listen to what these people are saying to you. They're quoting from Psalm 118 and giving you praise that only belongs to the Messiah of God. He said if they were to keep their peace, the stones would cry out. He said, have ye not read, and he quotes Psalm 8 and verse 2, have ye not read that out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, God has ordained strength. And brethren, I hope that you're thankful that God ordained strength out of babes and sucklings because I'm your pastor. That should be an obvious connection for all of you. I'm his babe and suckling, and I hope that he's ordained strength for you today from my mouth. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies. God loves to take the weak and make them great to confound those that think they are great. And those scribes and Pharisees, Sadducees and priests and Levites were crushed by children that were crying out Hosanna to David. Hosanna in the highest. We come down to verse 6. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Now, if you're reading through this psalm, there is a tendency and a temptation to look at verse four. What is man that thou art mindful of him and to think of yourself <laughs> and the son of man that thou visitest him? And, and you know, in it to a degree, it is true, but there is a higher degree of fulfillment of this psalm. Right. We come to the fifth verse. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. We are a little lower than the angels in comparison to the infinite height of Almighty God, and has crowned him with glory and honor. And God has given us some measure of glory and honor above the rest of his creation, but that is not the fulfillment of Psalm 8. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. We have domesticated all kinds of animals. When we read here, all sheep and oxen, have we domesticated and used sheep and oxen for our benefit? Indeed. And all the beasts of the field, can you go to a circus and find just about every beast of the field used to entertain crowds? The fish of the, the fowl of the air, are we able to put them in cages? And the fish of the sea, are we able to catch them and put them in our bass boat? And whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas, you know, you go to an aquarium and you find all these creatures under black lights behind thick glass. In aquariums, and you think this is describing God giving dominion to man over his creation. That is to obscure the glory of this passage until you get to the New Testament. When you get to the New Testament, in Hebrews chapter 2, the Apostle Paul quotes this psalm. He quotes this psalm and he says, But we don't see all things put under the feet of man. We don't see all things put under the feet of man. Down through Hebrews 2.8. What does he say next? But we see Jesus. Hebrews 2.9. Because the fulfillment of this psalm is the Lord Jesus Christ. God made him a little lower than the angels. Only for 33 and a half years in this world. And then crowned Him with glory and honor, far above all principalities and powers in heavenly places. Jesus sits at the right hand of God today. The angels are His servants. He directs them for our profit and our help. He is Lord of Lord and King of kings, crowned with glory and honor. That's what this psalm is all about, because we get to view it through the spectacles of the New Testament. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. David or no one in the Old Testament could read those words, understand those words, delight in those words, and use them to praise God like we should be able to. Because we know the fulfillment of this psalm in the second verse. We know the fulfillment of this psalm in verses 4 through 8. It is the Lord Jesus Christ in both counts because this is a messianic psalm about the Messiah, the Lord Jesus, our Savior. May the Lord bless. Psalm 8, to your understanding, may you remember it, that when you pass over this psalm, you'll think of Hebrews chapter 2, you'll think of Matthew 21, you'll think of those children crying out, Hosanna to the Son of David. You'll think of the Lord Jesus Christ quoting this to silence those Pharisees that were criticizing their praise you'll remember that he told them, if they were to stop praising me right now, the stones would cry out in my praise. If the stones and every creature at the end of Revelation chapter 5 sings and declares the praise of God, how much more should we, his adopted children?